This episode of Important If True is brought to you by Quip. Electric toothbrushes, compact, well-designed. They will brush your teeth for the full two minutes you need. And if you go to tryquip.com slash thumbs, you can get $10 off your first brush head refill sent to you every three months. Mm. That is tryquip.com slash thumbs. Uh, what's your endorsement, though? Uh, okay, let me just look on the fucking internet for something to endorse. Google. I endorse this thing that I found. It's a search engine. Google. <laughs> Yahoo? <laughs> I endorse Microsoft. Microsoft. And Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, what do you got? Uh, Google, <laughs> Microsoft, and Yahoo. Yahoo. <laughs> Google? Get hype. Fuck you. Get fucked. Fuck you. I'm mad. <laughs> and this is important of true. <laughs> Each. From Idle Thumbs, I'm mad. Uh, uh, I bias. You, you bias. You, and, <laughs> you, <laughs> you an idiot. <laughs> Fuck you. Speaking of the worst thing. It's August 24th, 2017. And this is Important If True. Hey! Oh! For Vital Thumbs, I am Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Jake Rodkin. Welcome to this podcast. Thanks. To the podcast of podcasts. Welcome to it. How are you feeling, you. Nick? Great. I heard you had some food poisoning. I'm hype. I did have food poisoning. <laughs> How'd that happen? I ate some bad food. <laughs> so, I'm hype. I had some food poisoning. <laughs> Well, at least you're hype. Nick, oh yeah, Nick, I'm always all, I'm always hype. That's Chris. all we can ask for, really. Nick I ate wake some up food hype. that got him hype. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Nick Nick got, it got hype. My, <laughs> my stomach got hype, oh, and then I got, I, got. I got hype from something I ate. <laughs> <laughs> it really fucked me up. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what can I say? I'm hype. I'm always hype. Yeah. Well, thanks for showing up. I've in contracted this, hype in this <laughs> in this hype state. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I am hype. Oh, but I hate that we're saying this. We have, no, yeah, I'm, let's I'm let's just bleep out no every instance of. <laughs> yeah, so far, including that one. Yeah, there was a very very good story that happened. Uh, I feel like this is a good undercutting of a lot of the um, kind of future trends that we sometimes talk about on this podcast. The headline is quote, driverless, unquote, van in Virginia is driven by man dressed like car seat. (laughs) This is an incredible story that was reported by NBCWashington.com, which is the local affiliate uh, station in, in, uh, you know, Washington, D.C. And this is a story about a van that had been driving around, I think mainly like Arlington, Virginia, uh, a seemingly driverless van that the local news started like taking notice of and they actually sent their transportation reporter out to like tail this car and follow it around and when he finally like caught up with it and stopped at a red light and got out and like went up to the window it was revealed that it was a guy dressed as a car seat like in the front seat and you can see his hands like poking out the there's like, just like pants coming bottom, out of the bottom yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. Of the car seat sort of holding the wheel from the bottom and like kind of staring around at his little hands down there and the guy the reporter's like banging on the window being like hey hey man i'm from the news what's what is this and the the guy ran a red light to get away for the car Oh, that's seat. those driverless cars suck, see? Yeah. Uh, so um, the story says, after multiple inquiries by News 4, the Virginia Tech Transportation Institute said Monday afternoon that the van and van driver are part of a study they are conducting on driverless cars. And then the, the most incredible what? sentence, yeah, the most incredible sentence in the entire piece follows, which is, the worker was wearing the uniform he was supposed to wear. <laughs> That's his uniform. His uniform is do you the think, top, the half. Do you think there's a, is a car? Okay. Do you think there's a clothes rack with just multiple car seats yeah, hanging from it somewhere? Like, do you, right? Like, yeah. That's all I can think of. Like, 
Frank. It's just yeah. like Tim. You have your checkout <laughs> yeah. uh, where you sort of take the you take the key ring off the little pegboard, yeah. and then it has two keys, one of which unlocks the locker that has the seat for like the '96 uh, <laughs> Honda Civic. Yeah, and then the uh, and then the other key is the key to that Civic. So first, it's like a two-step process where you first right. Yeah, yeah you, you grab the keys, yeah, unlock your locker, put your car seat on, then get in the car, and then the car drives away automatically because you're driving it. Yeah, there's a really good like Requiem for a Dream montage sequence <laughs> about this guy putting on his car seat <laughs> uniform. Yeah, yep, yep. I love it. I also love the idea that this is a uniform that like by call like a uniform implies something sort of almost like ceremonial mm-hmm. or um, oh, it's a, like it's symbolic. Got my uniform or, today. It's or yeah. like, you mean like it's like yeah. it's vestments. Yeah, you know, like the phrase, um, you know, wear, you know, wear the job that you want to have. Oh, like, yeah, dre- is, dress for the job you want to have. He's like, yeah. I want to be a car. Yeah. Like, what, <laughs> is, be a car what is the sort of confidence imbued in you? <laughs> the, I love the, the idea, idea that you're like, going to actually, this guy's going to come in for a job interview. Right. And you're, you're like, like, I'm just, I really see myself in this car. I really see myself as in the driver's car. seat. Oh, okay, that's, you, you do that to intimidate a car salesman. <laughs> what? You what? show up like instead of wearing like your best suit to go yeah. buy a car or something, mm. you just drive up as the seat for a really expensive car, and then uh, yeah, like, and oh. then you're like, can we go on a can we go on a uh, on a uh, you know test drive? Like, I'm, I'm not in the car anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> as he leaves, and he's like, master right, ventriloquist and yeah. car seat uh, <laughs> costume owner. Yeah. Just squat that car. So they're doing research into autonomous vehicles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, or so, reactions to yeah. Right? The, the, point was, of, the point of the point, uh, okay, the point yeah. of this, as I understand it, was to try and gauge the reaction of the population and other autonomous cars. Surely, do they know oh, that I, there's a guy driving this car? Can you hide well, in plain sight? Well, that, that was my thought. The fact that, that it was, was my okay, thought is that this is what's gonna really? you're gonna if you're gonna drive in the future, this is what you'll have to do. Yeah, in a world of autonomous cars, you have if you to still hide want to drive a car like a regular person. If oh, you're like my I manual see. transmission, I can hide in plain sight. This is the ghillie suit for driving I in see, like tw- I yeah. see that makes sense because I, cause I, I thought what you meant yeah. I thought what you meant was the purpose of this study was to like see how this to sort of test for un- unintended consequences in a world full of driverless cars but the fact that it was so no- the fact that in this city it was considered so notable that there was any driverless car driving around at right. all mm. that the news like mm-hmm. sent out a guy to follow right. it around and bang on the windshield suggests that there probably aren't like real driverless cars in this area. Right, but these. But I like the idea of a sort of um, <clears throat> uh, preemptive. Yeah, they're like population. We're, they're looking weird decades fit. ahead. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to get in now so that this driverless car is just sort of accepted when no one else is driving. But man, I love your guys' idea that in a world where like drive work <laughs> where all cars are driverless and drive driven car human driven cars are outlawed. That <laughs> you have to this put a is car seat on. Stupid stupid way <laughs> that you can be a law-breaking, well, you know. I mean because then you would actually get pulled writer. over not by the like journalists but like just cops yeah. and they would knock on the glass and be like, by "Sir, the, well, we know can, what's going on here." I can here. see your legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see no, your you, legs, sir. Well, what, driver license well, registration happened? and you can't reach for it because you're a car seat. <laughs> What would happen is that you're pulled over by the uh, AI driverless car. Oh, right, yeah. Which then tries mm. to communicate with you and doesn't understand, right. like, what's the, sir, give your license to me, to me, to me, <laughs> to me. And then you're sh- like, shit, I don't speak this. Like, right. And, and, I, just, you, like, and I can't then move. You, you turn your car back on. And immediately run over one person to save five <laughs> people. And it goes, oh, okay, it's an autonomous car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just look for a place, yeah, where just you can immediately. Yeah. yeah. Just like, oh, Fuck, I need gotta, a tro- gotta find a trolley I problem. Need a trolley problem immediately. <laughs> if you're being chased, you know, like the the you, you get you know a huge autonomous vehicle chase because they think that yeah. you're a guy, but yeah, the way you blend in is by just murdering one human instead right. of twenty, and they're like, oh, mm. they sort of then checks they out. Just, yeah. <laughs> so, an interesting thing about people dressed as car seats. <laughs> okay. This is actually a common technique in uh, action filmmaking. Oh, oh yeah! If you if you wait really in like stunt driving action car chase movies where they want to have an elaborate camera move where like the camera will mm-hmm. fly through the back seat and then suddenly it's a handheld shot that turns to look at the driver. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 
Uh, often the back seat of that car and the passenger seat of that car are dudes dressed as car seats who are actually <laughs> camera operators. What? Yeah. Here, Wait, I, I don't actually, you know, I, Hold on, real quick. <clears throat> you know what I thought you were going to say? <laughs> okay. Was that this is a way that you can film chase sequences in which non-professionally like, trained which, act, like, actors, <laughs> like if Tom Cruise is like sitting on top of his stunt driver and he's like his stunt driver is dressed as a car seat in the front of the car and then Tom Cruise is sitting on top of that guy. <laughs> I, okay, that's honestly not that far from the truth because they do sometimes yeah. have stunt drivers in the back <laughs> oh, seat shit. where the steering wheel is rerouted to the back and oh, they are yeah. fucking dressed as a car seat. Oh, yeah. man. That stuff is real. So here's <laughs> the most notable one of these that the, that the internet obsessed over a little while ago is uh, there's a scene in the movie The Raid 2 where the camera is like driving down the highway then suddenly just flies into the window uh, of a car uh-huh. and the behind the scenes for it is uh, there's... <laughs> You know, there's a guy being held on by uh, by straps to a boom on another car. He hands the camera to what looks like the passenger seat, but then two arms pop out uh, once the camera is past the seat. And then it then hands it to another guy dressed kind of as a piece of the car who's hiding what? underneath the car. So here, you have to watch this a couple times, and we'll link to it. <clears throat> but uh, I don't understand what... Wow! Yeah, there's someone just like dressed as a car seat who just reaches out. Just and suddenly, grabs the car the seat ca- fucking comes to life, like, and it's a guy. The car seat just comes to life and sna- snatches the camera from yeah. outside of the car. Like, th- wow, that's so, so complicated. I love that this shit. Yeah, <clears throat> happens in a world where, like, you know, sooner or later, literally every single frame of this will just be a computer, except for maybe the human face composited on top of the driver. Yeah, but like, this is amazing. I love that this stupid research and execution yeah, is the, still happening. The thing that a lot of times that, that, that or when movies do this sort of technique, they still will digitally like add window glare and reflection, mm-hmm. and then the camera sort of phases through it. But the actual camera operation is done practically. Yeah. So wow, and then there's another person. <laughs> Just like lying yeah, down, the guy li- to receive the camera outside to get the rest of, of the, the car. Shot. Like there's yeah. a guy basically on a little skateboard, bolted to the outside of the car, who's just lying there. Mm-hmm. He's just like skidding around on the street, basically. Wow, this so, is an amazing so rig. Holy shit! Back to the guy who's doing this, the research, quote unquote, which we've, ass- yeah. which I, I assume is to disguise himself in an autonomous future. Uh, thinking about this, where that car seat just comes to life and grabs the camera, I now uh, am picturing this, uh, where the where the uh, AI police officer, uh, you know, the robot is going, "Sir, open the," uh, you know, trying to trying to communicate to this autonomous car, yeah. and the window rolls down, presumably because of some sort of data transfer. But then that guy's arms just fucking tear out of the seat <laughs> and he snaps the neck of that robot oh and drives God. away. It's like I'm a person, and then it's just gone. <laughs> Oh, it looks, you know, the same way as that as that passenger seat of that hide. car. Suddenly, his arms pop out to grab yeah. that camera. If you just that Ooh. that would be a horror movie for uh, robots in a in the robot future. Yeah, where it's like, you're fuck, right. this car was actually yeah. a guy. That was a person. In there that was a guy. He just totally destroyed yeah. that robot. Oh yeah. man, he hacked it and then drove away. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that <laughs> when the human driver f- bleeds on that robot and its DNA, which is encoded with uh, malware, destroys oh, that man. that AI robot police officer. <laughs> so I actually haven't read. I actually don't know this. So Jake, you're going to have to um, to to go into this. But this was uh, someone. Uh, actually, a number of people. It's in follow up to some of our previous conversations, right? Yeah, sent us sent us a story from Wired about, or probably other places as well, about biohackers encoding malware in a strand of DNA. Um, are you? Do you? Do you understand? I, I actually am not up on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we we talked uh, a few weeks ago about people who had been in, who had uh, researchers who had encoded GIF images into DNA, um, and how there was sort of this burgeoning field of digital storage in DNA. Then we started talking about those Fresno mosquitoes and how maybe they mm-hmm. were full of memes and stuff. Um, <laughs> how, how memes were encoded yeah. into the blood that the <clears throat> mosquitoes are spreading. Um, yeah. But researchers in the Uni- University of Washington looked at all of this DNA research and b- data being encoded into it and th- thought to themselves, I wonder if you could actually, instead of putting a GIF in there or just like arbitrary data, I wonder if you could put malware into DNA that would hack the computer that was doing the DNA scanning. So, Oh, man. So, like, I guess wow. in this case, it's all university grade and research grade stuff. But, you know, yeah. like, the, like, I, like, if you sent your blood in to 
to a 23 and me is that what it's called or yeah, what's the number uh-huh. yeah, yeah. and then you yeah. somehow just ddos to them by way of that's your blood crazy so the the way that they the way that that's that's like a super fucking cyberpunk version of <clears throat> encoding a you know hack into just the url of a website where you're submitting a right. form it's like or where something. It, it actually is the same idea. It's a buffer yeah. overrun where they p- put code in mm. that sort of l- loops over itself until it fills up memory and spills over into some other unprotected space, and then they can execute their own other code. That's crazy. So yeah. it's a, it was a really controlled what? test, and it's not like th- the the amount of weird stuff involved makes it difficult to do. And, like, they did this as a, as a proof of concept. Like, there's an actual... Um, there's a specific tool, geez. So uh, DNA, when it's tested, is encoded into a specific file format called FastQ, and someone has modified like some standard compression tool into a thing called FQZComp, which is the program they use to compress and decompress this stuff. So for their test, they deliberately modified that to include a loophole that is similar to a real one. So they didn't actually hack an existing system. Right, right, right. But they still did write software basically out of like – GCAT like DNA <laughs> data uh, and they you know they said that it was really tough because if if you didn't balance the sequence in the way that real DNA is balanced it would like the literal DNA molecules would collapse wow. or would like oh, bi- twi- or would twist in on themselves yeah the other so it problem, can't be full of holes it can't be full you of holes you gotta complete the code yeah, yeah complete and the, code. the other problem that they had which I found <laughs> amazing frog memes or, which, which I found unamazing which totally makes sense is that DNA is just an organic thing that doesn't officially have a starter end so you could scan it backwards so the virus hmm. didn't work and then they went ah you know I think for version 2 we could actually write this malware as a palindrome oh my god oh, Jesus <laughs> Um, but they still they still were able to basically just send out an organic vial of just biomass that's like this described as just an, a vial of fluid the size of a finger yeah. that when scanned will just crash and let them execute arbitrary code on a on a DNA reading server. That is bonkers. Yeah, that so, is bananas. Uh yeah, it everyone involved knows that it's a super controlled experiment, but just what a good what a good! It's not good. It's it's it is good. Yeah. It's great. I love that it exists. Can, I, can you? What if you are able to start doing this with sort of biometric scans? Like, what if your eye, your retinal scan? Right. That's that's like the dark future portrayed here, Man. right? Where like if you, like the, that's the cyber mod one where you're an amazing techno criminal hacker, yeah. and then when you go in our shitty dystopian world where you go to the police station instead of your fingerprint, they just like. You just stamp your thumb down and you get the like blood sample taken, like yeah. like yeah. in Gattaca, Gattaca or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but then when that the happens, eye, all the of the computer <laughs> screens and all the security cameras just turn off because your blood has been encoded right. with software. The eyes are the windows to the soul and my sick hacks. <laughs> <laughs> That's also the passphrase that you have to say. <laughs> but yeah, so in this in this uh, robot driven future where humans are the fucking crazy menace, that is totally how you fight back uh, because you. Like, all the robots are very orderly and insane, whereas humans have all injected themselves with crazy software that will deliberately... uh, Do you say the robots are orderly and insane? (laughs) Oh, sorry. They're orderly and sane. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh. (laughs) They have have a very (laughs) button-down... That was a terrifying phrase. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it could be true. The robots are... (laughs) Welcome to 2084. The robots are orderly and insane. (laughs) In, In that hypothetical world where you... There are somehow wholly like human at one point human created but now self-sufficient AI society where they make a movie uh, about a human who is a rogue agent and is the thing to be feared like if it's basically a flip of the Terminator right you would not want to injure it because if it's blood splattered on you or somehow oh, was man, red overloading your system yeah, yeah if you have yes yeah mm. anyway you eject you just inject yourself with this uh with this virus so anyway that's what this guy was doing driving around Arlington in a van <laughs> That's why he like sped to get away. It was actually to protect uh, his the, his meme blood. Yeah, his precious meme blood. <laughs> I didn't realize what was going on with that. I thought it was going to be much more. I I don't know, sort of prosaic, where it's like, oh, we just like we were able to encode like source code into the thing, and you can execute it. But no, this no, is way yeah. more. Intense I mean, they than they that. created the test that had the loopholes yeah, in it and stuff. But sure, it was sort of sure, to, sure. to all sort of say. Well, it's, as genetic storage, if genetic storage becomes a thing or if this style of DNA scanning becomes a thing, these are possible outcomes, even though both the right. sort of I mean, the, the problem and solution were all generated in a lab. Right. Presumably a lot of the uh, sort of 
thinking behind these hypothetical outcomes is be- is sort of just because of what happens with convenience, right? Like the reason you can encode thing, you the re- one of the reasons you can sneak malicious code into a lot of things on the internet is because we have like email clients that just auto open things and things yes. like, oh, this mm-hmm. is just a convenience. And but the uh, the convenience is, you know, allows like a backdoor. Right. Because the auto the automation of these things as opposed to someone like. Right. Intentionally like parsing. It. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And now and that seems totally like feasible well, like, w- yeah. in a world in which biometrics are just like a like, convenience everywhere. Yeah. So much so much web technology and like software design is now. There's just a ton of best practices and a ton of enforced layering against right. really easy arbitrary code injection and sort of overflowing. And part of the point of this was them saying, ah, well, you know, people are starting to encode data into DNA and a ton of DNA researching and gene sequencing stuff. No one really cares about security because you're expecting it to just literally be organic material. Right. Uh, and if we are modifying organic material and we have computers that can read organic material, somewhere down the line, this could become a thing. So we're just going to... Do I mean, w- do one right now so we can all look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope I hope they don't safeguard it too well because it's gonna be pretty sick to live in a cyberpunk future in which your meme blood can overload the retinal scanner at the door and then you know you like turn off all the cameras. Uh, I mean, and that's, then, like, and then you know badass. what you, you get to say life finds a way as you fucking <laughs> door. Yeah. As you stride through yeah. the now deactivated laser grid. Yeah, as just yeah. all that stuff, you just sort of start coughing on things and right. then it just turns yeah. off. Right. If it bleeds, yeah. you can kill it. Yep. Because I will bleed on it. <laughs> if I bleed, I can if kill I it. <laughs> yeah. That's our future. Yeah. Um, should we take a break? Yeah. Sure. Podcast time. Okay. Let's fucking go. You love podcasts. Get hype for podcasts. Oh, oh. God, I hate that get hype shit. What? Oh my what is God. it? I don't even... Wait, what is it? Is it a thing? Uh, just get hype. Yeah, it's everybody oh, okay. says just, this now. Everyone. Oh, really? I associate that as like f- a four years ago thing. Oh, no. Is it? Is, it is get on. hype getting hype? It's still a thing. It's still huh. a thing. Yeah, getting said, hyped. You mean just gamers and stuff, right? I mean, no, no, everyone now. Oh, really? It's ble- it's bleeding oh. over. Everyone's everyone. hyped, Chris. Everyone's everyone, no, hyped. everyone's hype. Everyone's hype. Everyone's it's hype. like it's like when you're biased. Yes, it is like, like why that. are you bi- why are you bias? Well, because I get hype. Chris. What if a robot asked you why you bias? Why all the you bias? <laughs> that actually is just what the internet is. What if a robot? That's that true. Is, you can simulate this. Why you bias? By going. Why, on the how is baby formed? And and stating any. A social or political opinion, mm-hmm. at which point, yeah. effectively, an army of robots will ask why bias. Well, a robot says yeah. why bias, then another robot says you mad. Yeah. <laughs> and then posts like a weird fucked up Photoshop of a face with tiny <laughs> eyes. What? That's such a fucking thing. God, a you Photoshop got... of a face with tiny eyes? Or just like a you person seen... with a small head? Yeah, like it's, what? Just, it's yeah. just like weird sort of... Or like, are, or like somebody who's just... tapped in than I am. Legs are shorter than they should be. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, None of this is real. No, no it is. So, like, I don't entirely... Get hyped for it, Chris. I don't entirely <laughs> Get fucking hype. the, like... Um, <laughs> I don't understand the, like, the sort of etymology of it. But, I have like, no people, idea. When, like, someone thinks that they've successful, like, when I sort of, like, 4chan-y Nazi-esque When they think they've hoisted you? When they think, yeah. that, when they think they've, like, trolled you and, like, you're yeah. enraged, they'll post a picture of, like, an already annoyed person, but then, like, their face has been, like, contorted to look even more annoyed and pissed. It's like, it looks so like... it's a real photograph. Yeah, it looks like... What? It looks I've like a photograph that this. someone found that they, that they, like, were amused by the fact that someone looked really annoyed, but then they, like... Aggressively, did they manipulate the features? It? Did in, they manipulate it with Kai's power goo? I can't tell, but it just—it just looks like the point of the picture is to like make the person who posted it even get more hyped up at how annoyed you are by like imagining that you're right. this photo, and then they post it at you <laughs> to yeah. like Jesus, be like, "This, this is, is what I think you are." I can't. It's—it's it's just. I wow. look at it and I just want to erase the computer. So they're—they're they're <laughs> successful. You uh, mad? I'm mad. You mad? mad. But I'm not mad at the argument. <laughs> I'm mad at like uh, the you entire... mad. Jake, you mad? Uh, you I mad? You mad. I know. I've got fucking owned. Here, let me show you this picture of your face, this is what, uh, this slightly is what, contorted. This is what I think you are <laughs> mad. You mad? And this man. God, my bias. I bias. 
I bias. I comma bias. I bias you mad. I sage bias you idiot mad. God. I wisely bias <laughs> you mad mad. <laughs> oh. Internet canceled, Bad. all canceled, all destroyed. <laughs> yeah. So if you could make an app. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Important of True is brought to you by Quip, a very compact, well designed, elegant electric toothbrushes uh, that are sent to your home with brush head refills every three months. So you always have the correctly plaque removing level of uh, sort of bristle situation on your brush. Um, that's a complicated way to say that they just refill your brush heads every three months and it's all your toothbrush is always correct. Uh, so if you go to triquip.com slash thumbs, you can get $10 off your first of these brush head refills. That is enough for a free refill. Get that toothbrush sent to your home. Always be ready to brush your teeth. So they don't ask for the um, for the old brush heads back, do they? No, they don't. Okay, that would be that would be terrifying. If you had to mail back old brush heads, that would what be... would they do with them? <coughs> oh, you're suggesting they would recycle them somehow? No, they would they would scrape them and keep that information. Oh shit! Yeah, man. What if that was like an amazing, weird backdoor DNA research device? Yeah. You know what's really fucked up about that is that then if they did that. Uh, they could um, send you back your next brush head with mo- like a hacked version of your DNA <laughs> on it. So then when you brush your teeth with the new brush mm. head refill, it fucking overloads your circuits and makes you like love cats or whatever. Mm. <laughs> I just really, really love Quip. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> I feel like I need to brush my teeth twice as often. There's so many companies that are actually exactly like that, but not of the biometrics type. Like, do you remember when, um, like, one of the multiple times Uber was imploding and it was revealed that that web service Unroll Me, which is an unsubscribe uh, service, Mm. was in fact archiving everyone's uh, uh, mailing list uh, list subscription habits and contact information so that Uber could then buy or whatever other company yeah but in that case Uber bought a list of everyone who used Lyft yeah yeah that's so fucked up yeah there was a recent one uh, another one about some company that their whole job was like secure private browsing and what they actually were literally doing was recording every single thing you did and it was a fucking Google bot company (laughs) like you can cl- call yourself Wait, whatever did you, you mean. Google bot, like Google robots, or acquired by Google. Google acquired, purchased. The Google, I, per- I can't remember the name of it. It's not worth talking about on the podcast. But it was another one of those. Just like the company can claim to be whatever the fuck it wants. Yeah, if you, if but you, their privacy policy says what it actually yeah, is. Yeah, if you're a fucking f- disaster, yeah. anything yeah. that claims to be a totally free service, they're fucking you somehow. Yeah. probably. Yeah. God, secure private browsing. I mean, from people who aren't us, the people who are recording every piece of information and cataloging it and then tying it to your Google ID. Mm, Whoops. Like, yep. are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, so Doug L. wrote in, wrote this email. Yeah. He sent us a link to an account on Zazzle.com, which is a, it's just one of those sites like Cafe Press, I think, right? Printing. Where yeah. you can basically um, sell print on demand apparel and other and merchandise, merchandise you know yeah. so you can put your art or whatever on it and they when people buy it it'll just they'll just print it i don't know what form of printing that is some kind of iron-on thing maybe i don't know or an inkjet inkjet i don't know so anyway the account is zazzle.com slash supernova 23a and doug writes this is a zazzle account i browse from time to time that plugs random nouns into various word templates and then applies these phrases to presumably every single item that Zazzle offers. This produces high-quality items such as the I'm that handsome man who loves pigs coffee mug and the I only kiss girls who protect sharks trifold wallet (laughs) and anybody can become a rock climbing instructor but not anyone can be one for 25 years stainless steel water bottle. 
I like to imagine the life of the person who would purchase the I'll make you a water polo star or die trying wrapping paper or the young boy who would wear his my dad has no limitations. He's an HVAC R tech hoodie with pride on the schoolyard for your consideration. Doug L from Massachusetts. That's very good. I yeah, I love this. I I when I saw this email, I got really into browsing uh, this site, and there are some that are um, that are just <laughs> that are just really good uh, in general. Like there's a there's a pin like a button, mm-hmm. you know, that you wear on your shirt or whatever that reads "In love with a hamster doctor," <laughs> which is <laughs> impressive. Um, there's a coffee mug, for instance, that reads. A violinist owns my heart. There's another mug, a frosted uh, beer glass, actually, that reads, I'm not crazy. I just love sheep that much, <laughs> which is kind of... <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. This is a t-shirt that reads, not only is, it, is he a great dad, he's also from Greece. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really... I am fascinated by, like, the implication of that, right. but wait... <laughs> The thing that I started to really get into with these is the passive aggressive potential of some of these when you combine the specifics of the message with the form factor, like with the product on which it is printed. So there's a wrapping paper that reads, I'm going to marry a hot physics teacher, which (laughs) is like, depending on who you give it to. That's either yeah. like a really yeah. sweet marriage proposal or yeah. a declaration of like extreme marital displeasure. There are there are weirder ones. This is a jigsaw puzzle. So imagine giving this to some giving this to to someone, let's say um a pharmacist. Uh, let's say giving this to a a buddy of yours who's a pharmacist and they don't know what the puzzle is. Right, so they have to complete this like thousand piece or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. jigsaw puzzle to see the message. And imagine they like you give them this gift, and you're like, oh, like you're such you're such a good pharmacist, like, and you're my friend also. So here's this puzzle, put it together, and they're like, oh, what a sweet, what a nice gift. I found this online and thought of you. Yeah, exactly. They spend hours and hours and hours assembling this thing. Finally, they do, and the message they're presented with is, you may be a good pharmacist but you'll never be a great pharmacist <laughs> like my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> what is the usage of that message except just to be a total asshole? I hope you've purchased at least a couple of these. Yeah, yeah. right? Uh, I've received many like vases or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, there's, some, there's a pair that is, that is a pair of wristwatches, which I find those really interesting because... A message written on the face of a wristwatch can only be delivered to the wearer of the wristwatch. Yeah. Right? This God. isn't it's not like a t shirt where you're Well, unless right. somebody asked you for the time. So right. And then you well, go that, that's a that's a that's I, a fair point. But, yeah, but, but if you imagine that like ninety seven percent of the time the person reading this is you. That does so regardless of what this one says, the the fact that you've put that concept in my mind does just make me want a wristwatch that says fuck you on it. Uh, <laughs> just, oh, there's mm. one that's not that far off from that okay. I mean it's not a, it's that is very good though um, <laughs> now I just imagine that that's so good uh, there's one wristwatch whose face reads the journey to become an electrician has begun <laughs> which is yeah. such, is that one's really good oh good. pump yourself yeah. up every time yeah, you look yeah. at exactly that. fuck it I'm fucking doing this it's <laughs> happening world and then there's there's another one that was right next to it you'll never become an electrician right. yeah <laughs> that's on your other wrist <laughs> that's just your your partner discreetly swaps God. out your wristwatch right. with that yeah, one you're yeah, like yeah, oh yeah, geez yeah. did it always no. say this no i think yeah. i like deluding I, myself i like the idea that you have that wristwatch and then it breaks and then you don't know how to repair it because you you're, just, you're, <laughs> you're beginning the journey, and so you never you're just yeah. like you just yeah, have this yeah, reminder yeah. like it's oh yeah. fuck. Oh, does it use a battery or oh, no. is this like a mechanical one? Uh. Shit. <laughs> There's another wristwatch that I am like fascinated. I am fascinated by what would result 
in this being on your wrist to see the message of all the time. Also, I just bought a wristwatch for the first time in like 15 years. So as I'm doing this, I keep... You keep like going, looking at my wrist. It's my and then, joke. And then, oh, God, there's a watch there's, there. In fact, a watch there. Which and is, it says, fuck you. Yeah. It's, it says automatic 21 jewels, uh, which is my name for myself. So that's. Oh, that's, oh nice. Yeah. yeah. So that also that, very that much gets keeping, you hype. Yeah. It gets me totally hype. Um, anyway, this other wristwatch on the face reads, my economics test was designed to make you suffer. <laughs> Which is like, there's something I don't know exactly know what the line like the, yeah. from point A to point B is on that, but it's dark. Whatever yep. it is is like in yeah. in this yeah, that, that's sinister. A, you were given that watch by Jigsaw from the movie Saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, like an edutainment version of Saw. Yeah, and then the, the <laughs> <laughs> sorry, this guy's got got there. The last one I I, I took a picture of here is. Uh, this is on a coffee mug, and I'm imagining it being given as a gift to someone, and I couldn't help but read it in just a total tone of fuck you. Um, and the message is, you can retire, but you'll always be a dentist. And it just sounds, it sounds like such a fucking parting shot to someone who's been miserable in their career. Like, I kind of... That's what it says. So this is, you're looking at the Zazzle tombstone page. Oh God! <laughs> I actually wasn't even thinking about that when I when I saved this one. I just thought it was like a non sequitur dump for right, no, no reason. It's just like welcome, welcome to the first friend. day of the rest of your life, comma your dentist. Yeah, right. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> the, the the fucking like sorry the hoisting potential of uh, zazzle.com slash supernova twenty three a I feel is. So we should write a Zazzle bot that takes all of these, then just adds comma sorry to the end of all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, there's one T-shirt that just says "I'm the sheep expert." Sorry. So, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can imagine a real market for some of this stuff uh, dressed up in. It would be dressed up in. Oh, I don't know. Just something really assertive. This is really self, uh, sort of referential, but like. I'm just imagining, Jake, the way that you assemble the artwork for each week's important if true, it's really, it's, I find, I really like it. I think you do a really good job with it. And I've, it's very interesting to me because each one is the, is the exact same style. It's the same like yellow sort of color palette sure. applied to all of them. And then there's just this big, bold, important if true stamped on top of right. it, whether it's like a picture of 1980s Alec Trebek or like the Terminator or, you know, Airbud or whatever. Right, or a Britney Spears Instagram feed. Right, exactly. Yeah. And there's something like the, about the sort of intentional, uh, the like assertiveness of yeah. the branding against like what seems to be entirely arbitrary. Right, but so if it was a picture of, uh, you know, Britney Spears Instagram or like a car's car with an explosion behind it, but then it said you may be retired, but you're still a dentist. Right. And that was then hugely <laughs> printed onto a giant yeah. like zip up jacket. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we should. Maybe we should look. Yeah, into I think this. that's it's um, the fact that it's using Zazzle. It's probably because you know you can programmatically make things with Zazzle. But I think people yeah. need to get more bold and start using services like Paint All Over Me, which is the site what that'll make that? Ma- that Paint All Over Me is the most amazing uh, clothing printer because they uh, print onto the fabric that is used instead of and then manufacture the item as opposed mm. to printing onto oh. the shirt. So you can just give it a JPEG of your face. And then you get a shirt oh, that is your man. face taking up the entire shirt and then extending out onto the sleeves. And <laughs> wow. all. So you can go nuts with that. If you really think when I saw this, I hoped that there was a future or present where some ridiculous microculture of like teen fashion is just uh, programmatically generated phrases. Yeah. Just emblazoned in the most outrageous style on yeah. the clothing. That seems like I mean that seems like it's um ripe to happen. Yeah. I mean when you when you consider like the sort of the current state of the internet plus people's fascination with like different cultures using, you know, sort of emblazoning t-shirts with slogans in other languages right. mm-hmm. that produce Exactly. Yeah. yeah, the fact that yeah, you you can see shirts that just make no sense that are in English that are sold mm-hmm. in Japan or the other way around or right. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or, you know, 
it seems like we're we can't be that far away from someone deciding to start making a fashion statement by having like motion tracking targets inside of their clothing so that when you use Snapchat it can like do additional weird shit on you or like you know that it seems like we've got to be close to that yeah. being not out of control or like not not surprising right right right, right. That, that you that the things that you wear in real life exist either because the content is like barfed out of a computer or because it's meant to actually make your online presence and your online sort of representation more rich. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Man, I feel like we can we can get on this train early. This train's probably already left in many places that we're just not aware that's probably, of. That's yeah. probably true. Yeah. <laughs> we can get on this train early for adults over 35. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick and I aren't there yet. No. Well, you can get on there early for because you're not 35, I guess. Speaking of this, Stephen Norrie writes... If you had to create a stereotypical startup that does menial tasks for rich, lazy millennials, for example, one that takes out your trash for you, what would you go for? So maybe we've already answered that. <laughs> That's true. Uh, no, fuck that. God, the, is, it, is it to benefit me or just for that I think someone else would like? Oh, because I don't know. To benefit me, the last thing that I want is uh, some garbage that just like puts <laughs> shitty phrases and like motion tracking dots all over myself. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, 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 no. Get that away from me. Well, it depends. Do you consider yourself a millennial? Because you're right on the line. Mm. I don't know. Because if, if no, then the answer to this question doesn't have to be for you because the 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 question is posed. I <laughs> you mean, might also, not be a millennial, but you're, at least you're on the train. But at least you can make apps for <laughs> them. <least>, yeah. <laughs> Print. <laughs> Control P. No. Zazzle.com. Uh, yeah. uh, you guys as confirmed millennials as opposed to gross millennial cuspers, that as we fr- call ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> that phrase was way grosser than any millennial cusper yeah. could ever be. Mm. Speaking of that, whenever, like, San Francisco has this has a s- aggressive coffee culture that I despise. Yeah. But do you remember when, I, I, I'm sure there are people who still call it this, but when people were trying really hard to get coffee culture in the same zone as like wine. Oh, and there's like coffee talk about sommeliers and yeah, shit people, like that. The thing that people, people described uh, like coffee tasting of it as a cupping. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I remember cuppings. this. Yeah. It sounds like a sex act. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it also is and probably well, there's also at coffee cupping. I mean, there is yeah. another gross thing that's called cupping, which is when you take suction cups and like cup your body. Have you seen this? No. Okay. No. Nick, oh, man. Nick, what app would you make? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is the deal with cupping? Oh yeah, this is a thing. I mean, so you, you'll you'll occasionally see people walking around in San Francisco. Uh, what? Have, Wait, what? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who have these enormous red marks, uh, circular like markings on their body that almost look like like burns or something? Uh-huh. But what that is is they've they've gone cupping. What is that? Okay, and wait, so they, hold somebody on, somebody hold on, 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 hold on. I have. A- question i have an important question that will determine my emotional reaction to the Uh phenomenon of cupping yeah is it one bedroom practices preference in which case fucking go for it like you have my blessing or is it i believe this is going to remove toxins yes fuck you (laughs) fuck you cuppers that's garbage (laughs) that's garbage anyway what were you going to say nothing You've, you've contextualized it enough that we can extrapolate yeah. the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah. I don't. I don't actually know what they use. So it for. the app, it's something like that. The app that Chris would make is one that allows him to just view the world through his phone, and it will programmatically mm. remove things like that from reality. Yeah. <laughs> I well, I mean, I must have already done this because I've never seen cup cuppers in life. <laughs> I don't think. Maybe I just thought someone had some bruises or welts or something. Maybe mm. it's because they were they were so free of toxins and other bad yeah, things. Yeah, they just glowed. Their body glowed yeah. with cupping. God. Ugh. Anyway. Ugh. Nick, what's your app? Oh, oh, okay. This is stupid, but I think this would actually, this would make money, uh-huh. which is an app that for millennials, it, it you know what? This is, this is a bad idea because I'm, I'm realizing now it's an app for me. Which I guess that's fine. I guess we're we're millennials, but it's really like the older end of the spectrum. Yeah. But it would just take consolidate all the other apps within a certain category. Uh huh. So like like your music apps and just actually yeah, fucking make they sense have of that. It's called a folder on iOS. No, 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 no. It would it would just it would actually do the thing that you want. 
which is just remove the necessity to use those things in a like wait what just like all right never mind no 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 what is the problem that you want solved nick you have like itunes and yeah. spotify uh-huh. and just all of this fucking garbage and yeah. you never know where your shit is oh oh i just want the oh, thing oh, that oh, that oh, does oh. that i see and then so untangles you, so my, you my want earbuds to, like, take all your sort of like DRM and like where you've purchased what and yes. sort of just put it into one directory right? so that when you want it you it just, just say this is this the is one the I thing, want and, and I it have it. whatever. Okay that makes sense that's because actually, that there are sense. also similar like if you own a Roku or a, an Apple TV or a lot of those other streaming things that you want you want sort of the equivalent of can I stream it but for yes. your personal library if you're like right. God, I do just, I own this? I just want <laughs> to watch good idea. I, do yeah. I have this? <laughs> no, that's can I use this thing? Yeah. Do I still subscribe to this? That probably exists. I don't know. That's a good idea. Yeah, especially yeah. if it incorporated everything. Like, bo- yeah. in terms of both, do you have this in your actual ownership or what passes or, for ownership right. in our fucking fucked up world? Or is it currently or, on license to yeah, a thing that you subscribe exactly, to or like right. what any right. of this fucking right. stuff actually all does? Of, all of yeah. the sort of big d- smart TVs, smartphone providers are all trying to slowly provide that, yeah. but it requires but every content they provider. They don't do the part that he started with, which is looking at your own just. Uh, right. libraries of stuff you own that yeah. you might have bought on Amazon, I'm, you might have bought on iTunes, you might have, like, whatever. I'm sure that's tough because none of those services want to give API access to that. No, they don't want to do it. They don't yeah. want but, They don't. Yeah. They don't want you to be able to authenticate through a bunch, right. through right, a right, third right. party to show that, which is yeah. why I think most of it's limited to do who has Mad Men Season 2 and am I a subscriber right. to it? Yeah. And that's as far as we'll get. It seems like eventually that kind of thing is going to have to be is going to have to happen. I mean, it just the naturally will. <laughs> I, I or will it? Well, well, no, I don't. Uh, know. It I don't seems know. like inevitably but, no one will own anything, and then it won't. Well, matter. that's actually true. That is that is more likely probably. But to the extent that any concept of like buying something digitally remains, eventually, people will have had digital libraries that have existed for like decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I how have- the hell do you like keep track of any of it? You mm. don't. I just keep using iTunes forever because it's what I started using, right. and I have yep. MP3s in it from the nineties. Right, like the right, end. Right. Like it's not. It's not a good solution. Yeah, yeah. It's annoying. Anyway, Jake, you had a good answer for this. I didn't have a good answer, but I, I, I started just sort of. Um, I started writing out things that I would want an app to do. Like sort of, I tried to be honest with myself, uh, but then it, uh, then I realized a trend and just continued to write apps. So I. Uh, Sure. It started off with app that lets me know if someone is actually around when I want to talk to them so I don't have to leave an awkward note or voicemail <laughs> or feel like I'm blasting them with texts at a bad time. Like, mm. I just, uh-huh. like, why well, won't... How no. would that work, though? That's contingent on the other person allowing some... Yeah. Right. It would be like if you open up your texting app and there's a little green circle next to them, which is not online, but it's like, it's fine. I'm at my desk. Yeah. You can send me a work email. I mean, it I, would require everyone to actually opt into that, which no right. one would do. Because I, you I opt out of all that shit, like read receipts. Oh yeah, that no, shit. no, no, fucking, I hate it. I hate yep. it. Yep, but, uh, but I, I hate message. Like it's gotten, it's collapsed in where it was like, oh cool, I can text people, so I don't need to call them, and no one will call me. But now I'm like, oh, I hate when I'm in a situation and my phone just goes, and like I've yeah. started just silencing mm. my phone, and I just, right. I only like. Not when I'm yeah. at work, but like I just I hate it, yeah. and I, all, I what I hate more is the feeling that I'm now sending a text to someone and it's going to make their phone like vibrate around across their desk and they're going to look at it and it says message Jake Rodkin and go oh yeah like oh god that's the worst that's pretty good and then then I um then I upgraded that kind of or like to app that predictively and accurately answers all routine emails phone calls and personal questions for me <laughs> that's app, Google's working on it app that has conversations that. for me in social situations uh, <laughs> app, app that handles all social engagements for me oh okay uh, app that sleeps for me but maybe transfers the rest to me app that prepares and eats my meals <laughs> App that suggests what I should do with my life. Okay, we've answered, uh, we've, okay. <laughs> we were wondering if Jake is a millennial. Yeah. Jake is a millennial. Yeah, app yeah. that replaces me in all situations. <laughs> a- uh, app that quietly kills me and disposes of my body in a dumpster and erases my online existence. <laughs> uh, a dumpster. A, a dumpster brand dumpster. Well, so that was the, that was the end game for what my dream app would be. It's <laughs> right. just like silently, without me knowing it, end my life. And Boil just... me like a frog until <laughs> I am no more. Until I am. Yep. <laughs> Get high. Two ninety nine. <laughs> no free parentheses free. with in app purchases. Bullshit. Fuck free. this. What is this in app? Yeah. <laughs> it says it's free. 
but I was only legally dead for three minutes before it resuscitated me. <laughs> it keeps bringing me back to life. But I, I don't want to spend this. the $3.99. He's killing me and bringing me back to life. Version? This is bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. One star. Nothing even happened. Nothing happened. It says I was dead. I didn't even know. It was just blackness. <laughs> when I woke up, it was like I was... was been, like, God, this reminds me of an email. We were sent an email about just this. Really? Which one? Uh, about heaven. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Okay. So, uh, Rando O writes, When I was growing up, I wanted to be a good person so I could go to heaven. I was raised Catholic, and one week in fifth grade, the concept really got to me. The more I thought about it, the more uncertain... I'm just thinking of Jake's fucked up app. The more uncertain I was that I wanted to go to heaven because eternity is so huge. I spent a week unable to sleep, sometimes in tears, because I didn't want to exist forever. I was terrified of the eternal, and it took a week for my mind to start thinking of other things when bedtime came around. Existing in time, as we do, I'm not sure I'd want to step out of time's arrow. I'd love maybe 5,000 years of heaven, then my soul dissolves into light and is no longer me. I eventually stopped fearing heaven and moved on, partly because I could not accept it as it was relayed to me. But the time scale of the universe still awes me. I assume there are elements we don't know, and the scale of time may be even beyond the numbers theoreticians give. Would you want to go to the ideal concept of heaven, if eternal, or would you prefer to stop existing entirely? What What would you guys like? I mean, it depends, like, how much I get charged in the app for the number of years. <laughs> like, if if the app was 5,000 years of heaven. Oh, wait, so you're saying heaven is an in-app purchase as well. Oh, yeah, I guess oh, that's, that's an That's from my that's hit single, up, heaven is an in-app purchase. I <laughs> 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 wish I knew whether I owned that. <laughs> 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 yeah, if only I could search. If only I knew. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I mean, I think I the one of the things that reading this email made me think about is I, I think it's regardless of the answer, I think sort of struggling with that question is probably like sort of a sign of humanity and I think is by implication says mm. something about the weird like Silicon Valley tech bro billionaires who want to like drink teenager blood and then transfer their consciousness into a brain in a jar so they can last forever or whatever the fuck they're trying to do. Teens injecting malware into their blood to kill Peter Thiel. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, if teens sabotage their own blood with malware so that when Peter Thiel and other Silicon Valley VC... Right, so those guys will start fuckos. augmenting themselves with shitty cyber yeah. enhancements and then also drink the blood of teens to stay young, you could just erase their brain. You could erase all of their like extended other garbage. Wow, that is some of the darkest shit that teens I... Like, are, teens, teens keep turning off Peter Thiel's Google Glass with their blood. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's the it's the new it's the new fad among teens. <laughs> you can just imagine the local news. God, story. I keep having to resync the Dropbox in my mind enhancement because teens <laughs> keep planting stuff that crashes it. Local San Jose teens have a new pastime: hacking Peter Thiel's Google Glass <laughs> through his blood. Yeah, I found a place that'll give you ten bucks <laughs> to donate your blood, and I found out where it was going. And then a guy told me he'd give me three hundred bucks if I injected <laughs> shit into my veins first. <laughs> Now I do it f for kicks. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. I don't know. <laughs> do you guys have any answer to this? Uh, I feel like Nick would be someone you would... feels like you would have a tough time adjusting to the concept of an internal afterlife. Why, why would you say that, Chris? Because I, it just seems like you would... You would I don't know. I mean, am, am I wrong? Well, it seems like okay. You would, you so would the, thing that, against the, the thing that I thought of is like, yeah. what is... I mean, first of all, you have to define what heaven is. Is heaven heaven as in like the sort of clouds and everybody is like sort of happy all of the time or is heaven my version of heaven which would be that well, like manning I get everywhere. to just be still miserable and and I enjoy <laughs> that and you know what I mean like sure but it's on your terms but it's on my terms right yeah exactly yeah, 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 yeah I mean that's a big question yeah I mean that that I don't know I mean I think I mean I, I guess you've answered it by <clears throat> way of that I have the implication is clear yes yeah 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 if that's the deal if it's if it's my my if it's my world Sure. Then I'm I'm fine. What if you just have to be forever? happy all the time? Uh, uh, I, I no? don't think I could deal with that yeah, for you forever. And you're out. Yeah. For no app purchase. It's yeah. a long time. Yeah. Even though it gives me some anxiety to think about, I think that I'm pretty content with and uh, with the arc of one human life, and I have absolutely no interest in 
existing beyond that. If that if I find out that that happens, it had better be pretty fucking sweet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think th- I think th- like I, just the complete arc of my life existing or ending when I die, and then there's nothing, and my consciousness is erased, yeah. and whatever contributions I left on Earth remain, and sort of the bigger picture continues. Sure. Yeah, great. That's. I want that more than anything else. I don't want me to continue past when I uh, exist as my own interiority yeah, goes. I feel that like actually gives me anxiety to think about. Like, I don't want it. Well, I f- you know, it's funny. I mean, I didn't really have this in mind when I was reading the question, but, like, definitely we now live in a world in which this question has, mm-hmm. like, an entire additional <clears throat> layer of implications, right? I mean, humans have wondered about this for millennia, the implication being that the if some afterlife exists you know as certain religions prescribe mm-hmm. you know describe um you know you you there's some metaphysical sense in which your consciousness continues to exist but now we live in a world where you probably actually increasingly are going to have to be worried that some element of you will in fact like you know what's weird you about like this? genetic material or like I, or I just mean, like I your mean, tweets? I'm saying that I don't know. What I'm saying <laughs> is there are actual human beings alive right now who are investing considerable sums of money into it, like to some version of immortality. So that's yeah. one thing that's true. Another thing that's true is what the fuck does it mean for someone who and, and I would say we're on the borderline of, of this who has lived most or all of your existence online and have constructed such a like robust online yeah. identity. Your online presence yeah. is a stamp of the past, but I don't think that it can generate new choices and surprise. Yeah, that's true. With the like a person, I, a person has the ability to take all of the well, things inside of it and then create so, new things. And I don't know if that's the no, same as your as your like you, Amazon profile you're doing right. that. No, you're right. And I guess what I'm, I'm speaking, I guess, less to your own identity and self of a sense of self and more to like how it interacts with other people around you. Because in the past, if, if someone dies, um, you know, pre internet, like they might have a, uh, a gravestone. Um, they might have like, depending on how sort of notable a person they are, they might have sort of public shrines or, or some, sure. But to your your immediate family, it's also just, there's stuff to to your immediate family. There are mementos of you probably that exist all over on a daily basis. But yeah. to most of the world... Um, well, and those y- do fade eventually, right? Yeah. To most of the world, they ha- you have to be sought... Your physical evidence has to be sought out or is encountered rarely. But what I more mean is that online, y- the, the sort of evidence of your existence is like everywhere in your friend circles. Like you'll see like, oh, someone liked a tweet from this deceased person and that just like pops up on your yep. timeline now because they found it f- even if it was posted five years ago or like y- there's just so many things that we just t- leave more garbage behind now yeah we, than leave, we ever did we leave more garbage behind that is globally visible yeah i don't know I, this is a this is a really like yeah. weird place I, to end i this still episode, think that, i think that over time the stuff that you leave behind even digitally does sort of fade and degrade this uh, at a different rate maybe yeah. than it yeah. does in, in real life but you know like seeing, it's just weird seeing, that that's happening while also the population of the globe in- increases. Yeah, right. It's well, like well, that's I mean that's yeah. a problem that exists both online and in real yeah, life in sure. different forms. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. I hope that I turn into dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's safe to assume. Yeah. Uh, wow. Well, uh, should we endorse? I think we better. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess podcast complete on that. Yeah, I hope man. I turn into dirt. Important if true. I endorse <laughs> uh, turning, turning into, into dirt. dirt. <laughs> Uh, Nick, what do you have? What do you want to endorse? I just went on a road trip uh, to Portland to oh, cool. visit our friend Steve. Oh, yeah. You went to the Tacoma Game yeah. Launch Party. And um, before we left, uh, I went with my girlfriend Janelle, and she suggested that because we're going to be in a car for like 20 hours in three days that we should um, have uh, a stupid game or something to play. It's actually kind of along the lines of what, Jake, you were describing, I think, at one point, an app that used to do this and like... Oh, I was describing a game called Tiny Games that isn't yes. available anymore. But right. Yeah. Um, this is, I mean, not really the same in that it's not a game, but it's it's called Chat Pack. Mm-hmm. Fun questions to spark conversations. Something we could use. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, actually, I mean, really, it is it is almost like having a hundred pretty decent like podcast topics just oh, in your cool. pocket. 
Um, and oh, chat pack. Yeah, and I was skeptical, like whether they would just be like, "What's your favorite color?" Or like, you know, yeah, yeah, describe yeah. your favorite movie. What's your favorite yeah. movie? But they were actually like, I would say, fifty percent along those lines, or you know, at least sort of like, "Oh, I have a very easy, quick answer for this." And then fifty percent actually generated at least ten minutes of conversation. Um, you should bring that in next week. I might. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that. I'll do that. It's pretty good. So yeah, it's called. Uh, chat pack and you can buy it on amazon they have like more chat pack and like yeah it's just a deck of cards um it's i think it's been around for a while but chat pack fun questions to spark conversations it's really good nice yeah um i last night watched a movie that has been uh recommended to me by a bunch of people repeatedly including jake uh and the movie was uh, the Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, nice. Yeah, directed by the New Zealand director, uh, Taika Waititi, um, who's directed a few movies. This is the what first- What We Do in the Shadows was the well, the other oh. one that he directed that people knew about, the sort of vampire documentary. I now really want to watch that. This is the first of his I've seen. Anyway, this movie is called The Hunt for the Wilder People, and it's really, really good. It's kind of one of those movies where I want to say the less- you know about it the better not because there are any twists or turns but just because it's a very sort of delightful surprising film the marketing the marketing for that movie played it as sort of a very super twee indie style thing of that style where it was like this it it looked in the marketing like it was like a person younger than Wes Anderson made a bad Wes Anderson movie that's not what the tone of the movie is at all no it's Mm. not I mean the, the, the premise is that a a a New Zealand in in New Zealand, a kid who is uh, in the sort of foster care system has been bounced around between families that end up rejecting him, and he ends up at the home of a sort of older middle aged couple who live in a super isolated farm in like on the right on the, right edge on the of border the bush, of yeah. the bush, yeah, in, in New Zealand, and uh, he's sort of you know known as kind of a bad seed and. Uh, and it, the movie ends up becoming sort of uh, just a great, almost like a sort of wilderness adventure. And I don't want to say anything else beyond that. It's just a really super fun, funny, but also touching movie. And I would really recommend... Oh, and it has fucking Sam Neill in it. Oh, man. Sam Neill, a.k.a. Dr. Grant of yeah. Jurassic Park. And he's just fantastic in a big old beard. Uh, yeah, he's got yeah. that big beard Good now. old Sam Neill. It's yeah. really good. So yeah, check it out. Uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. It's on um, Amazon and and Hulu. I don't think it's on Netflix, but it, if you already own it, we can't tell you that because that yeah. app doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, but we'll I'll obviously link to it in the uh, description. Cool. Um, Nick talking about road trip games reminded me of that I'm going to now endorse a game. I'm going to endorse a party game, a party card game called Fun Employed. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that game's great. We've yeah. all played this. Yeah, if you. Um, if you've played Apples to Apples or Cards uh, Against Humanity or, uh, you know, one of those one of those sort of party games that, that everyone plays, Fun Employed is in that style, but it is, for me, like, by an order of magnitude, my favorite one of them, and I think it is the best one of them. Uh, yeah. In Fun Employed... The, the premise of it is that everyone is interviewing for a job. So it's, it, it's very much like Cards Against Humanity where someone will put down a single card... Uh, that has you know a subject or a concept, and then in, in those games you answer with a, an answer from your hand, like a, a funny word that lines up with that word. Whereas in Fun Employed, one person uh, says, "Okay, I'm looking to hire a flight attendant," and then in your hands, as all the other players, you have um, a hand of job qualifications. Out on the table are another ten possible qualifications. You can sort of mix and match off the table to build what will hopefully be the best resume for a flight attendant. Um, however, you don't just put the cards down and get judged on those. You actually have to apply for the job. So you're required to improvise and sort of come up with a fake interview where you can say, well, you know, I'd be great uh, because I have a hook for a hand, you know, whatever, I can get things out of the seat or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I have sort of realistic job requirements and just absurd garbage. It sounds like it could be challenging or like it could require a particularly funny or improv-versed person. But the thing that I found about, uh, about Fun Employed is that, like I've played it with my parents or just with total strangers that mm-hmm. I've been with on a trip and it brings out people's inner sense of humor and inner sort of like like I 
I found that instead of people having to adapt to play the game's version of what's funny, it's very good at letting, at sort of bringing out the way that that person is improvisational or the way that that person thinks things are funny yeah. in a way that just doesn't happen with a lot of other party games that profess to do that. All right, well, that's Fun Employed. Yeah. We'll link to that one as well in the description. Awesome. Well, that is our episode. Thank you for joining us on Important If True. If you have a question for us, you need our advice, you need our consultation uh, or consideration, you can email questions at importantiftrue.com. Uh, our website is importantiftrue.com, and on there you can subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you can find links to the uh, forum discussions for each episode, the YouTube uh, video for each episode. All the all the places that we exist on the internet can be found at importantiftrue.com. And if you uh, like this podcast and think you know someone who also might like it, why not uh, why not recommend it to them? If you love this podcast. Uh, go to our Facebook page and react with a love uh, action. Oh, that's true. Don't just don't just like it. Yeah, give us those loves love and gives it. us those wows. Uh-huh. Want a wow face? Give us a wow. Yeah. Nick winced when you said when I said give us I, a wow face. Yeah, I just think you biased. Uh, you just think I biased. You biased. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's true. Well, you mad. Uh, yeah. Well, yep. Then that's it for this episode. Um, uh, we'll be back <laughs> next week with another episode of Important If True. For Idle Thumbs, I am Chris Remo. I'm Stay Spicy. <laughs> And I'm Stay Spicy. And until then, remember, you may retire, but you will always be a dentist. If you mad, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> you mad? I am mad. Yeah. I'm mad. <laughs> you bias. <laughs> I mad. <laughs> you bias. I bias. Then you uh. cry wildly <laughs> because we finally can communicate. <laughs> I bias. To me, to me, to me, to me. <laughs> I bias, I bias. You mad. <laughs> you mad, you mad, you, you mad. mad. You mad, you mad. Get your fucking timer ready. Uh, are you telling him to p- punch the keys for God's sake or whatever? <laughs> oh, yeah, what is that? I don't know. It's the opposite of Punch the keys for God's sake. I, I, I remember what? that and I don't remember what it is.